Hallelujah. Um, I welcome you to this wonderful midweek um, service um, here at uh, Believers Assembly International Church. Um, I am Pastor Tadala Malua and um, I am privileged that um, my brother, um, who is also a, a spiritual father, um, has shared this platform with me so that I can come and minister the word to you. And I want to say to you that invite others, um, you know, send the link right now to many and let them know that the servant of God is online and he's ready to minister. This is a message that you cannot allow to be missed. Praise the Lord. So before we can get into the word, I want us to pray together. All right. It is key that we um, say some prayers, um, we make some declarations and then we get straight into the word of God. Praise the Lord. So this is special, this is awesome, this is wonderful, and you are welcome. We are going to have a great time. So where you are, I want you just to begin to pray, all right? Just begin to pray. Just begin to pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, this is a special time, a unique time, a unique moment that, my God, you have given unto us. My Lord, we are coming, O oh Father, before you in prayer, Jehovah, to say thank you because you are awesome. We are here to say thank you because you are wonderful. We are here to say thank you because there is no one like you. We are here to say thank you because your love is everlasting. We are here to say thank you because, God, you are indeed a healer. We are here to say thank you because you give guidance. We are here to say thank you because throughout time, my God, your name remains genuine. We are here to say thank you that unlike a man that can forget, you never forget, O oh Lord. Father, your people, your sons and daughters, my God, are eager to listen and to hear the word, my Father, that you have prepared for them today. And before we can get into the word, I pray that, God, we want to be prepared. And so, my Lord, I'm inviting the Spirit, the presence of God in every household in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I am here to declare and announce that everyone that is listening and watching, my Lord, wherever they are watching from, I speak the fire of the Holy Spirit in the mighty name of Jesus. I declare, Lord, by force, by fire, that every house, every living room, every kitchen, every bathroom, Lord, every place, Lord, whether they are listening from their cars, wherever they may be watching from, I am here to announce, Lord, the Spirit of God in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, I am announcing your presence, my God, in every environment, O oh, Father. I declare that the environment is changing and transforming in the name of Jesus. Lord, I speak miracles. I speak testimonies. I speak signs and wonders. I speak authority. I speak grace. I speak power. I speak peace in the name of Jesus. Lord, every ear that is listening, I declare that begin to hear the peace of the Lord. Every eye that is watching begin to see the peace of the Lord. Every spirit, every heart begin to experience the peace of the Lord in the name of Jesus. Oh, pray with me wherever you are. Father, your sons and your daughters are ready. They are prepared. I am sending angels of God in every direction in the mighty name of Jesus. I send angels in the north. I send angels in the south. 
I send angels in the west and I send angels in the east. I declare that these angels are there to safeguard the children of God in the name of Jesus. Oh, Lina Mosanda la Bakaria Tiselipita, Lupa Mosanda la Tike Keshinta Loma Katipe, Zinta Letia Tosa da Bacante Lipa Tomusha da Bacate, Sitelia Nosa na Makita, Lipetia Nosa da Bacante Laba. I speak the anointing, yes, in every environment. I speak the anointing in every household. I speak the anointing in the name of Jesus. Oh, yes, Lord, they are being filled right now in the mighty name of Jesus. They are being filled, my God. I declare it in Jesus' name. For you have given us power and authority. I speak authority. I speak power in the name of Jesus. Oh, Lord, I see it. It is happening, oh, my God. In the name of Jesus. Lina Mosa Namakati Lita Posa Dabakata. Lende Lebetia Mosa Dabakande Lebekata. The ears are beginning to open. The eyes are beginning to open. The spirit is being aligned in the name of Jesus. Oh, yes, there is force and power. There is authority in the mighty name of Jesus. I change every atmosphere where they are watching from. I change every atmosphere where they are listening from. In the name of Jesus. Oh, I want you to get on board. Get on the wagon as it is moving. Lina, Nonosa, Namaka. We cannot leave anyone behind, angels. Oh, make sure you are holding every hand. Yes, angels. The word of God says you are our ministering spirits. I send you in every direction. Do not leave a soul. Do not leave any individual. Oh, get hold of their hand. Yes, yes, angel. Yes, angel. Get hold of their hands in the name of Jesus. Yes, yes, they are on board. They are on board. I want you to pray. I want you to pray and declare it, my father. Every family, Lord, every man watching, every man listening, every woman watching, every woman listening, every child listening, every child watching, every boy, every girl, my God, whatever capacity, whatever class, whatever level, I lift them before you, my God, in a prayer. In the name of Jesus, I sanctify them. I cover them in the name of Jesus. Jehovah, as your servant, I announce, my God, the peace. I announce the grace. I announce the authority in the name of Jesus. Oh, I want you to join me in a prayer. This is sweet because something is happening. Oh, just join me in a prayer. Lina nosa namaka. Alite kesi losa dapate. Linte loso do kusha tapa. Sinte lesia loso no mokata. Kishe lise lenia nosa namapa. Linte lise no nushanta pakite. Limpente sun tolomu kashita laka pite. Lun tolomu kashita lata. The grace lanta la no musa dabaka. Linte lipia tonso do bokushe limikita. Lanta la bakanto do moka. The ears are opening in the name of Jesus. The spirits are being set free in the name of Jesus. My Lord, nothing is going to stop them. Nothing is going to stop us in Jesus' mighty name. Oh my God, I honor you. I bless you. I exhort you. There is no one like your Father. Your name is Yahweh. Your name is Jehovah. Your name is El Shaddai. You are God I am. My Father, you are the beginning and the end, the first and the last. My Lord, generation unto generation, you remain God. From the book of Genesis to the book of Revelation, you are God. Father, during our time now, you are God, my Lord. Morning time, you are God. Afternoon, you are God. Evening, you are God. In the church, you are God. Outside, you are God. In families, you are God. Outside, you are God. In every relationship, you are God. My Lord, I praise you, my Father. Right now, I announce that this is your time, O oh Father. Take charge, my Lord, in the name of Jesus. I respect and I honor you, my God. Spirit of God, take control right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, O oh Father. I am ready, O oh Lord. Minister and speak to your people. 
In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. This is awesome, and um, once more I welcome you to this wonderful time that we have to minister, to share the Word of God. We are going to teach the Word, we are going to preach the Word, we are going to declare the Word, we are going to prophesy, we are going to announce, and we are going to take over. We are going to collect, we are going to gather, we are going to bring back what belongs to us. Whatever was stolen and now is the time that we need to align and understand as the sons and the daughters of God. For now is the time. Praise the Lord. Now, many have been anticipating, waiting, you know, they've been itching from yesterday, waiting for this moment so they could hear what God has to say about them through his servant. Here I am, and I'm here to minister on a word, a message that is titled, yes, you know it. I want you to say it with me, wherever you are, if you can type it, I want you to type it. Type the message. Let people know that are tuning in to understand what we are talking about. We want to speak about surprising your enemy. Surprise your enemy. Surprise your enemy. Surprise your enemy. Now, listen. A couple of Sundays ago, I ministered on a word which was entitled, The Ways of Your Enemy. And this was a word that the Lord gave me, which we were looking into the ways, the characteristics, the nature, the approach that the enemy uses. Hallelujah. And also further to that, what we expounded was to say that the enemy that we were talking about was not individuals. It was not men. Praise the Lord. The enemies that we were talking about were poverty is an enemy. Loneliness is an enemy. Lack of peace is an enemy. Lack of marriage is an enemy. When you are busy quarreling and fighting your friends, that is an enemy. When you are struggling in your marriage, that is an enemy. When you are struggling in your academics, that is an enemy. When you are not respected, that is an enemy. When you don't have the peace of mind, that is an enemy. Anything and everything negative around and within your life is an enemy. So today when I am saying surprise your enemy, I am saying you need to surprise that situation that has been so tough over your life. You need to rise up and do something that is different. Praise the Lord. Ha. Now, listen. Listen. We're talking about luck being an enemy. We're talking about poverty being an enemy. We are talking about joblessness being an enemy. We are talking about a business that is not growing or moving being an enemy. We are talking about a ministry that is struggling, that being an enemy. We are talking about the numbers that keep dropping, that being an enemy. We are talking about society not accepting us, that is an enemy. We are talking about anger. If you have got issues of anger, that one is an enemy. We are talking about gossip, where you can't keep your mouth, where you can't hold your mouth. That one is an enemy. We are talking about short temper, where any simple thing ticks you off and causes you to begin to, you know, uh, get hot. That is an enemy. Praise the Lord. So we want to look into how can you surprise those situations? How can you surprise those circumstances? Perhaps you are struggling with a spirit of lust. That is an enemy. How can you surprise that one? Hallelujah. We want to look into the tactics, the secrets of how to surprise your enemy. Praise the Lord. Listen, we have become so predictable as the sons and the daughters of God. We have become predictable. 
the enemies know exactly our reaction. Hallelujah. Poverty knows that when it creeps in, we are going to start crying. We are predictable. Loneliness knows that when it steps into the house, we are going to start complaining. We are predictable. That is an enemy. Lack of money knows that the moment you are broke, the moment your account is empty, the moment your wallet has no money, you are going to start complaining. That one is your predictable. The enemy knows exactly how you are going to react. Praise the Lord. When you walk into the church, the house of God, and the things are not all right, you run and you begin to point fingers at your pastor. You're pointing fingers at the prophet. You're pointing fingers at the evangelist. You're pointing fingers at the apostle. You're pointing fingers at the elders. You're pointing fingers at the leaders. You have become predictable. That is an enemy that we need to look into ways of surprising it. Praise the Lord. When your wife does something that you are not happy with, you turn and you begin to speak words, or maybe if you are violent, you are throwing your fists at your wife, you are slapping your wife, you have become predictable. That one is an enemy. We need to surprise that. Your husband has not been doing things that you are happy with. Maybe you wanted him to buy you something. Maybe you wanted him to do something in relation or maybe like what your friend's husband is doing. And the reaction is you are going and telling all your friends on social media. That one, you have become predictable. We want to deal with that enemy. Praise the Lord. I am saying predictability. We have become predictable as children of God. The other issue that we have at hand is it is like playing chess. When you are playing chess, what happens is if you play chess with an amateur, they make rushed decisions. Hallelujah. They rush to make moves. That is a problem that we have. So the enemy knows our ways. The enemy knows our moves. We rush to do things. Hallelujah. We rush to speak. We rush to invest. We rush to get into things. We rush into tears. We rush into complaining. We rush into beginning things without involving the father. That has become a problem. We want to surprise that enemy. And the third issue that we have is we have become emotional driven, meaning we no longer react in accordance to the word of God. We are driven by emotions. Hmm. When I wake up in the morning and I am in a so-called bad mood, my reaction has become a problem. Hallelujah. When my boss or colleague mentions or says a word that I do not like, my reaction has become a problem. When my friend says something that I am not happy with, when my friend does something that I do not like, my reaction has become a problem. I need to surprise that enemy today in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. When your pastor, I am a pastor, when I say or do something that you did not expect, you begin to want to react in a way that is not good. What is that? It is an enemy. We need to surprise that enemy. How are you reacting? How am I reacting to what is going around in my life? Surprise your enemy. Praise the Lord. 2021. We are still talking about COVID-19. We are still talking about problems. We are still talking about sickness, diseases, and all issues of life. The question is, are we changing our behavior? Are we changing our approach? Are we shifting our position so we can try a new way based on the word of God? Are we taking the word of God with us? Ha! Praise the Lord. My, my, my. Is the word of God something that you can say is constantly with you? Surprise the enemy.
Hallelujah. The demons know that if I speak a word about Tadala, he is going to be on his knees crying, not even praying. I need to surprise that demon. Hallelujah. The demon that comes and brings oppression needs to be surprised if he tries to return. Praise the Lord. Remember the Lord Jesus said, he said, when demons have been casted out of an individual, that individual is likened unto a house. So the word of God, Christ was saying, what happens is that house becomes clean. It is swept because the demons have been taken out. When the demons return, the problem is you are predictable. The demon finds the house the way he left it. It is still clean. My, what a mistake. Hallelujah. It is unoccupied. But if you replace, if I replace that empty house, if I replace that empty heart, if I replace that empty mind with the word of God, which is Jehovah himself, then the enemy is surprised that when he's coming, returning to take over, to, to reoccupy, he finds that the word of God is there. Surprise your enemy. Hallelujah. Oh, let's get into the word. Let, let, let's get into the word. I want us to open the Bible from the book of Judges, Judges chapter 3, Judges chapter 3, let's open our Bibles from the book of Judges chapter 3, and I'm going to be looking at uh, verse 15, Judges chapter 3, and I'm going to be reading from verse number 15. And the version that I'm going to read, uh, let's let's start at, uh, with the New King James Version, all right? So Judges chapter 3, um, let's begin verse number 12. The book of Judges chapter 3, verse number 12. The Bible reads, And the children of Israel again did evil in the sight of the Lord. So the Lord strengthened Eglon, king of Moab, against Israel because they had done evil in the sight of the Lord. Verse number 13. Then he gathered to himself the people of Ammon and Amalek, went and defeated Israel, and took possession of the city of Palms. Verse number 14. So the children of Israel served Eglon, king of Moab, 18 years. So there's a mistake here. There's an error here. Hallelujah. The children of God are in bondage. They have been taken uh, hostage and they are being made to do things, made to do hard labor for 18 years. This is after doing wrong before the eyes of God. Verse number 15. Pay attention. But when the children of Israel cried to the Lord, now listen, you have to surprise your enemy. The enemy here were the oppressors. And the oppressors were used to them complaining to one another, busy gossiping, busy speaking, busy saying things, no action. And when they turned and surprised the enemy by crying to the Lord, what happened? The word of God says the Lord raised up a deliverer for them and his name was Ehud. Hallelujah. When you make up your mind to surprise your enemy by doing something different, something happens from heaven. Praise the Lord. The Father will release an answer. The Father will give direction. The Father will give assistance. Something that you never anticipated. Why? You have surprised your enemy. You have chosen to take a step that is unlike what an ordinary human being would do. Praise the Lord. Now listen. Ehud, the son of Gerah, 
the Benjamite, a left-handed man. I want you to keep that word, a left-handed man. Now, it continues to say, By him the children of Israel sent a tribute to Eglon, king of Moab. Verse number 16. Now Ehud made himself a dagger. It was double-edged and a cubit in length. And fastened it under his clothes on his right thigh. Now listen, this is a man, Ehud, whom after the children of Israel have cried unto the Lord, the Lord has heard their cry, and he has reacted in releasing or issuing a deliverer. And this deliverer is Ehud. The Bible says Ehud was left-handed. Praise the Lord. Now listen to how he surprises his enemy. He takes a dagger. Praise the Lord. And this dagger is two-edged sword. It's sharp on both ends. He takes it, he's left-handed, and the Bible says he places it on his right thigh. Praise the Lord. Surprise your enemy. Now, verse number 17. So he brought the tribute to Eglon, king of Moab. Now Eglon was a very fat man. <laughs> verse number 18. And when he had finished presenting the tribute, he sent away the people who had carried the tribute. Verse number 19, but he himself turned back from the stone images and were at Gilgal and said, I have a secret message for you. Now, Pastor Maloa is here and he has got a secret message for you. The servant of the Lord is here and he has got a secret message for you. The message is surprise your enemy. O king, he said, keep silence. And all who attend him went out from him. So Ehud came to him. Now he was sitting upstairs in his core private chambers. Then Ehud said, I have a message from God for you. So he arose from his seat. Verse number 21. Then Ehud reached with his left hand took the dagger from his right thigh and thrust it onto his belly. Now listen, hmm. surprise your enemy, surprise your enemy. Here is a scenario where the children of God have been captured and they are being made to do hard labor. They turn their attention from the labor and they cry unto the Lord. And after crying unto the Lord, the word of God says, God raised a deliverer whose name was Ehud, a left-handed man. Now, the norm is, if you are a left-handed man, it is expected that your dagger, your sword, your weapon should be on the same side. Praise the Lord. My left side, my dagger should be there so that if I am to attack my left hand, it will be quicker and easier for me to pull out the weapon. That is being predictable. Hallelujah. We need to surprise the enemy. The word of God says Ehud chose to surprise the enemy by taking the dagger, the weapon, and putting it on the opposite side. Surprise your enemy. And when he arrived at the chambers of the king, they searched him, according to the word of God. But the searchers, the people who were responsible for checking the security, because they were predictable, they only searched on the left-hand side, knowing that the man was left-handed. Surprise your enemy. Hallelujah. And the word of God says, when Ehud got into the chambers of this evil king, he reached out on the right hand side where they never anticipated the attack to come from. He drew out the weapon and he killed the king. Why? He surprised the enemy. 
Praise the Lord. If you cannot arise today with a different tactic in your family, you are going to remain the same. If you cannot raise, rise today with a different tactic in your business on how to approach matters, your results will remain the same. If you cannot raise up with a different tactic how to handle your wife, how to handle your husband, how to handle your children, years are going to be passing you fighting them instead of you surprising the enemy. Hallelujah. If anger is my problem, I need to rise up and begin to sing songs of joy, surprising the enemy. If poverty is my enemy, I need to rise up, surprise the enemy, poverty, and do something good for someone using money. Why? I want to surprise poverty. Praise the Lord. If you want to surprise the spirit of lack of prayer, what you need to do is, if I have only been praying because the church has been calling for prayer, I need to surprise the enemy of lack of prayer by rising up in the middle of the night on my own and beginning to pray. I am surprising the enemy. The enemy thinks I can only pray when the church calls for prayer. The enemy thinks I can only pray when the reverend and the first lady calls for prayer. The enemy thinks I can only pray when the leader or the director calls for prayer. The enemy thinks I can only pray when I'm in the church. But surprise, surprise, when I'm in my living room, I am busy Linda Labakamosha Labakata. I am surprising my enemy. When my enemy thinks that at work I'm a weakling, I cannot do my work properly, I surprise that enemy and I show up in the office early and I say I am ready to do my work. Surprise the enemy. Hallelujah. If your enemy, if my enemy is being selfish or stingy, I need to surprise that enemy by doing something different. Praise the Lord. Maybe my wife has not tested my money. I have been stingy. I need to surprise that spirit of stinginess by bringing something good to my wife. Say, my love, I have bought you this. Why? I want to surprise the enemy of being stingy. If I am known as a stubborn man, I need to surprise that spirit of stubbornness by listening for once. Listening and telling people, I just want to listen today. I want to learn from you. Give me your ideas. What do you think? That is me surprising my enemy. Oh, if I have been struggling in my academics, I am saying I cannot study. I don't know how to understand the things. I need to surprise that enemy by rising up in the middle of the night and opening my book saying today I am going to study. I want to surprise my enemy of failure in the name of Jesus. You need to to rise up and try something different. Surprise your enemy. Hallelujah. Your enemy is a sickness. Hello? And the enemy sickness knows that when he attacks you and you begin to feel that back problem, you rush and you complain to your friends. You start to make the phone calls. You start to send the text messages and you tell everyone that their back has started again. Oh, I need to take Panado. You need to surprise that spirit by rising up and saying in the name of Jesus, I command you sickness out in the name of Jesus. Surprise that enemy by doing something different something unpredictable, something unexpected. Hallelujah. The word of God is saying, Ehud killed the evil king by surprising the enemy. Praise the Lord. Year in, year out, 
doing the same thing, expecting different results. The world says if you are doing that, you must be crazy. Because if you are applying the same methods, if you are applying the same tactics, if you are trying the same things and the results are the same, then it means that you need to try something. You need to change something. You need to change something. Praise the Lord. So I am saying to you, for you to surprise your enemy, try something new today. I want to challenge you that this is something I am trying and practicing over my life. I have been practicing over my life that you need to do something different. You need to do something different. You need to try a new tactic, a new method. Praise the Lord. Surprise the situation. Hallelujah. Surprise the enemy. Oh my, my. You are known as a man who is evil. Surprise that situation by smiling, laughing, and being different. Be kind to people. Surprise your enemies. Praise the Lord. As I am ministering, as I am speaking, as I am preaching, I want you to start to look into your life and identify the situations and identify the things and identify the, 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 the areas of your life where, where you are saying that um, um, you need to change. Praise the Lord. Surprise your enemy. I want you to say that with me. Say that with me. Surprise my enemy. Say that with me. Surprise my enemy. Now, uh, what I would urge you to do is to go back into the book of Judges, chapter 3. At your own time, read from verse number 1 to the end, which is verse number 29. And understand exactly what took place. But the part I wanted to highlight to you was that, number one, the children of God, they surprised the enemy fear by praying and God heard them. Number two, Ehud surprised the enemy by taking a sword, being left-handed, and putting it on the opposite side, surprising the enemy. Today, I want to urge you that surprise that enemy, surprise that situation, surprise that circumstance, surprise that problem. Maybe they are saying in your family, no one gets married. My, my. I want you to stand and say, in the name of Jesus, I am putting a stop to that spirit. Maybe they are saying there is a spirit of of death that has been operating in your family that maybe nobody makes it past this age i want you to surprise that enemy that spirit stand and cut that spirit stand and destroy that spirit stand and announce that from today my family will never experience such misfortune maybe they are saying no one makes it to university in your family i want you to be the first one by surprising that spirit rise and say i am going to be the first one and i am going to be the first one in the name of Jesus. Maybe they are saying the churches are closing and they are going to close. I want you to rise in the ministry and stand in saying I speak in the name of Jesus that my ministry cannot close. It is impossible. Maybe they are saying the numbers are dropping. I want you to surprise that statistic and say in the name of Jesus we are filling this auditorium. You must surprise that enemy. They may be calling your children stubborn. They may be calling your children difficult. I want you to surprise Rise those statements. Rise and say, I speak against it. My children are going to listen. My children are going to be good. Why? You are surprising the enemy. Praise the Lord. If, if I entertain the enemy, then the situation cannot change. Praise the Lord. I need to rise and surprise that situation in order for it to change. Praise the Lord. I want you to show. I want to show you some stuff here. Praise the Lord. Um, hallelujah. 
uh, where you're watching from, I want you to say with me, surprise my enemy. I want you to say it with me, surprise my enemy. Let's go to the book of 1 Samuel, the book of 1 Samuel, chapter 17. And let's open our Bibles from the book of 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel. And I would like us to focus on chapter 17, verse 41. Chapter 17, verse 41. I do not know if you are enjoying this the way I am, but I am loving this because there are some secrets here that um, I needed to hear. Um, there is some information here that I needed to discover um, because uh, throughout one's life, if you are not informed, you end up doing the wrong things over and over, thinking that it is the right thing. If you are lacking the knowledge, the wisdom, you end up doing the same thing over and over, expecting a different result. But today we are privileged that the Lord is saying to us, that surprise your enemies by doing something different. Rise and do something unique. Rise and be the first. Hallelujah. Be a trendsetter. Be one that is going to be benchmarked. Your life must be a benchmark. Your family must be a benchmark. Your career must be a benchmark. Your academics should be a benchmark. Your children must be a benchmark. Your marriage should be a benchmark. Your ministry should be a benchmark. Your business should be a benchmark. One where when others are looking, they should say, if you want to make it, look at so and so. If you want to make it, study their life. Let your life be a benchmark for many today in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I declare right now as your servant that as they are listening, as they are watching, I speak that their life from today is a benchmark in the name of Jesus. Everything about their life, oh my Lord, is a benchmark. Others are going to look at them and, and admire, not only admire, but they are going to plan and they are going to progress looking at their life. Why? They are surprising every enemy in the name of Jesus. Let me tell you, let me tell you, I have learned to surprise my enemy in all areas of life to a point where when things are taking place, I am sure that the enemy is asking questions, how did he make that move? Listen, I'm sure you're familiar with soccer, football, right? There is a football coach who is now coaching Manchester City. His name is Pep Guardiola. This gentleman was once coaching Barcelona. And when he was coaching Barcelona as a young manager, what he did, listen, to surprise an enemy, there is a norm where you deploy a striker in a team. So this striker is placed in, the, in front of the team and his duty is to score goals. And that was a norm, it's a normal practice. What he did is he was the first manager to go with what we're calling a force number nine. Meaning they didn't have a striker on the pitch. They were using other players in midfield and different positions to, to trick or fool the enemy. As a result, different players were scoring goals and this, the, the opponents could not stop it because they were confused. What am I saying? When you surprise your enemy, you confuse situations. When you surprise your enemy, you confuse demons. When you surprise your enemy, you confuse sickness. When you surprise your enemy, you confuse poverty. When you surprise your enemy, 
you confuse jealousy. When you surprise your enemy, you confuse misfortune. When you surprise your enemy, you confuse inferior complex. Hallelujah. You deploy a method, a tactic that has never been deployed. If it is the first time you say, listen, everyone in my house, from today we are going to start the prayers. The enemy will be asking questions today. What has happened? Surprise your enemy. Maybe you go into your place of work or studies and you never used to pray before. Before you enter that door, begin to pray and say, Lord, today I am going to make a difference. Today they are going to listen to me. You are surprising the enemy. By the time you show up, things will begin to work for your better. Why? You are surprising your enemy. Nobody knew that anyone that has been killed can come back to life. Hallelujah. It was something that was not common, but Christ came. And when he was killed on the third day, the Lord decided to surprise the enemy death by resurrecting him. He rose up and the soldiers and everybody else in the world was confused. Why? The enemy had been surprised. Ha! The birth of Jesus Christ, the norm was for him or anyone to be born through a mother and a father. But God decided to surprise the enemy of predictability by causing him to be born without the two coming together, surprising the enemy. Hallelujah. Mm. 1 Samuel chapter 17. Let's read that because I would like to show you something. Jump to verse 41. 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 41. Verse 41. The Bible reads, The Philistine came on and drew near to David, the man who bore the shield uh, going before him. And when the Philistine looked around and saw David, he, he scorned and despised him, for he was but an adolescent with a healthy uh, reddish color and a fair face. Now listen, let me just give you a brief of what happened there. Now you have heard the story of David defeating Goliath. The norm was for the soldiers to put on their armor as they are going to battle. That was the predictability element of the story. But what David decided to do was, number one, to refuse the armor of the king, to refuse the sword of the king. He wanted to become unique. Hallelujah. The, the element of surprising the enemy was at work in young David. And on top of that, he decided to take a slingshot in a battle where the enemy was carrying a sword, Goliath. And in the end result, because he surprised the enemy, the Bible says he ended up cutting the head of the enemy. Why? Surprising your enemy. Praise the Lord. Let me tell you, let me remind you that Abraham became the father of many nations after he surprised the enemy by accepting to offer his only son. Praise the Lord. An instruction came to him to say, Abraham, give me your only son, Isaac. And the word of God says, without asking questions, he chose to surprise the enemy of being stubborn. Hallelujah. The enemy called stubborn. The enemy called, let me see. The enemy called, what will happen? The enemy called, what next? He decided to surprise all those enemies by doing what the Lord said. And in return, the Bible says he has been called the father of many nations. Hallelujah. We are the descendants of this very man. Why? He surprised the enemy by doing something that was unexpected. My question is, what are you willing to do to change your situation? 
in line with the word of God. Hallelujah. We have to be clear. Don't just go out and surprise your enemy by doing things out of the word of God. No, we are referring to the word of God that you need to rise and do something. Practice the word. Put the word into action and watch Jehovah open doors. Watch Jehovah do things over your life. Why? You are surprising your enemy. Listen, I, I, I want us to pray, but before we pray, let's look at the book of Matthew chapter 5. Jump to the book of Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5. We are talking about surprise your enemy. Surprise my enemy. Hallelujah. Are you there in Matthew chapter 5? Now, Look at Matthew chapter 5. Let me, let me look at verse number 1. It says, Seeing the crowds, he went up on the mountain, and when he was seated, his disciples came to him. Then he opened his mouth and he taught them, saying, Blessed, happy to be envied, and spiritually prosperous with life, joy, and satisfaction in God's favor and salvation, regardless of the outward condition, are the poor in spirit, the humble who rate themselves insignificant, for theirs is the kingdom of God. Look at verse number four. Blessed and uh, enviable, happy. Okay, let's let's change. Let me go to the uh, King James Version, all right? So bear with me. Same Matthew chapter five. I want to switch to King James Version. Verse number four. Blessed are the more those that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Let's jump to verse number 13. Matthew chapter five, verse number 13. Ye are the sword of the earth, but if the sword has lost its savor, Wherewith shall it be sorted? Surprise your enemy. It is henceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden under foot of men. Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Surprise your enemy. Now listen, you are the light of the world. The world is expecting answers from you, meaning you are meant to be in the forefront of providing solutions to the world. You are meant to be in the forefront of giving descriptions to people. You are meant to be in the forefront of advising people, telling them how they need to do things. But the problem is you are taking the back seat and you have not learned that you need to surprise the enemy. Hallelujah. But when you take your position, when you take your stand of surprising the enemy of inferior complex, you rise as a woman and you say, even though I am the only woman, but I am going to be listened or I am going to be heard in this place. Even though I am the only woman, I am going to be promoted in this place. Even though I may be a, a, just a woman, I am going to be great in this environment. Even though I am a child, I am just a child, I am going to have an impact. Why? You are surprising the enemy of predictability. You are going out and declaring something that has not been done. You are doing something new. Why? You understand that you ought to surprise your enemy for something to change over your life. Hmm. He says, think not that I am come to destroy the law of the prophets. I am not come to destroy but to fulfill. For verily I say unto you, to heaven and earth pass one jot, or one little shall in no wise pass from the law. Uh, this is just Christ confirming that um, he was not coming to speak against the law, but rather to fulfill it. What am I saying? Surprise the enemy. Now, the question is, what has been spoken about your life that needs to be changed? What has been spoken about your ministry that needs to be changed? What has been spoken about your health or your looks that needs to be changed? What has been said about your confidence that needs to be changed? 
what has been said about your ability, my ability that needs to change, that you need to stand and say, I am going to surprise the enemy and do something different. Praise the Lord. Listen, let me tell you something. There is a time where when one says to me, I am unwell, and this mostly within my family, that I take time and I, I listen and I just watch. Hallelujah. So when anyone in my family is complaining about um, 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 a condition, something that is not right in their body, I want to watch their faith. I want to watch their reaction because I know that for some time, their reaction may be the same, predictable, that they are going to complain, they are going to cry. But what I'm trying to test and check is, can they, do they have an element of surprising that enemy? Can at one point they rise and I hear them saying a prayer that they want to cancel and change it? And then I rise and I say, let's speak, let's pray, let's declare. Why? We want to surprise the enemy. Hallelujah. People are in trouble today. Ministries are in trouble today. Families are in trouble today. Relationships are in trouble today. The reason being they have become predictable. They are not willing to surprise the enemy, meaning anything negative. They are not willing to rise and try the word of God. They are not willing to rise and speak the word of God. They are not willing to rise and announce the word of God. They are not willing to rise and declare the word of God. So, I want us to pray. Hallelujah. I want us to pray. Now, the prayer is going to be simple. We are going to be announcing the spirit, the element of surprising our enemies in our life. You may have just joined in after we started and you are thinking by enemy, I am referring to people. No. The word of God clearly says we do not wage war against flesh and blood. No, this is a spiritual war. This is a spiritual battle. So we are going in the spirit and we are dealing with the forces. We are going in the spirit and we are dealing with the powers. We are going in the spirit and we are dealing with the stubborn forces. We are casting them. We are dealing with them and we are making sure that by the time we are complete, we are finished. We come out and things will begin to flow. Why? We want to surprise every enemy. Praise the Lord. I want you to pray with me. So wherever you are right now, if you can, um, if you're in a position, a place where you can pray, I want you to start praying with me. Just start praying with me. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I have spoken your word. And in your word, you are saying that we need, I need to surprise my enemy. My father, there are many enemies in life. There are many enemies in ministry. There are many enemies in relationships. There are many enemies, Lord, in any area of life. There are many enemies, my God, in different sectors of the government. There are many enemies in society. These are enemies that have caused your people to become predictable. Today, as your servant, I am announcing, my God, that they are no longer predictable in the name of Jesus. My father, the spirit of negativity will no longer know how they are going to react. The spirit of negativity will no longer know what step they are going to take next. Sickness will no longer know how they are going to react, my God. I declare in the name of Jesus, they may have failed yesterday.
yesterday, Lord. They may have not made it when they tried it the first time, but I declare that, my God, they are going to surprise failure by succeeding in the name of Jesus. Father, I speak, Lord, to every leader, every elder in the ministry, my Father. They may have not done it well in the past. They may have struggled before, but today I announce that they are going to surprise that spirit of luck in the name of Jesus. My God, money may have been a challenge, a problem, my God, but today as your servant, I rise up and I declare a surprise over the spirit of poverty, surprise over the spirit of luck in the name of Jesus. My Father, this is not only in word. I speak ideas over your people in the name of Jesus. That, my Father, they are developing methods, tools, approaches, my God, to do things different that will yield results that are positive. Father, I speak in marriages that if they have been quarreling, fighting, my God, let there be a surprise, love, in the name of Jesus. If the challenge has been, my God, not being accepted in any area or any place, today I speak a change, my Father, that they will surprise that spirit in the name of Jesus. Lord, I declare that they are surprising circumstances. Mountains that had risen against them, if they were crying, Lord, how are we going to go over? Surprise in the name of Jesus. If they were in a valley and they were crying, how are we going to make it out? Surprise in the name of Jesus. If they were in tears that the enemies are too much, surprise there is a way out in the name of Jesus. My God, I praise you, my Father, that there are no longer tears of how tears of why, tears of when, rather they are tears of celebration. That Father, thank you for I have surprised all my enemies in the name of Jesus. Lord, any enemy, every enemy has an ear. Lord, I speak to those ears that listen, you can no longer torment the children of God. I speak to every enemy for they have eyes they see. I declare that you can no longer torment the children of God. Whatever plots, Whatever plans, whatever agendas, whatever gatherings you are having in the secret places against the children of God, today I speak a surprise in the mighty name of Jesus. Let there be a confusion in the enemy camp. Let there be a confusion in the gathering of the enemy in the name of Jesus. Father, I bless you and I thank you. I pray for a special prayer, Lord, for your servant, Reverend Kachingwe. I pray for a special prayer for your servant, First Lady Elizabeth Kachingwe. My father, I pray a special prayer for the director of administration, the director of finance, and the entire team, my lord of the ministry, and every other servant of God that is listening and watching, my father. I pray the grace to surprise every enemy in the name of Jesus. Father, in a personal capacity, whatever your people are trying to do, thank you, my lord, that they are surprising every situation in the name of Jesus. Lord, I bless you and I honor you. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Now, listen. Um, we have been sharing on the word, the message, surprise your enemy. And um, this is Believers Assembly International Church. Um, I want to ask you to invite you that uh, Sunday there is going to be the word preached live on this very platform. 
And I want you to tune in on Sunday to the message, Sunday to the service. I want you to be there live, connect from different parts, invite people and let them know that the servant of God, the reverend, is going to be ministering on a Sunday. I want you to get excited. I want you to make noise about it because it is going to be great. Hallelujah. So um, I have done my part and I am so happy. I am delighted. And once more, I appreciate you and thank you, Reverend, for um, allowing me this opportunity that I could come on your platform and the minister. Thank you so much, First Lady, for this opportunity. And to all the leaders and the elders of Believers Assembly, the family at large, thank you so much. Um, we are happy, we are proud, and keep up the good work. You're doing such a great work. May God bless you. And everyone watching at large, thank you for tuning in. And also, may God remember you. May God bless you. May God lift you. Thank you. God bless you.